he's dropped the ball, Gaff. No. We've gone up half cock. Melda scored. Melda scored in the corner. It's an intercept for Crichton. Crichton, he's away. Is he away with the Premiership? Time. Walker's running the other way. Well, now he's going to run for 20 seconds. He'll score. Dawn is good. Is 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 gone. Is good. Well, here we go again, boys. I'm glad that you have all joined me here today for the Draft Don podcast. Big one today. In fact, I'm going to call it. It's a huge one today. I'm giving you my draft rankings. Now, listen, it's January, all right? <laughs> January 17th. We're pre-Australia Day hard. Like, Supercoach isn't even open for a lot of people, but I just thought I'd get in and give you where my head's at. It's been a bit painstaking trying to get this top 40 in. We put a poll up on, or we, it's just me here, isn't it? I put a poll up on Instagram uh, to see how you guys wanted me to deliver you this top 40. And you wanted it at a bit of a hottest 100 style countdown from 40 down to 1. So that's what I'll do for you. I'm a man of the people if I'm nothing else. <laughs> this is my list. This is the Don's list. You're going to have a list. You're going to have a list and you're going you're gonna to pick off that list or you're going to pick with your gut if you know what you're doing. But when it comes to lists, take it with a grain of salt. This is where I've looked at the stats. We'll go through the top 40. I'm going to pick out a few blokes here and there. But this is just how I feel, man. In January, this is how I feel. We'll go top 40. That should be the four rounds for the majority of leagues. If you're in an eight, man, hey, you're getting a little bit extra here. All right. Number 40, Jerome Luai, 5'8 only. Last year had an average draft ranking of 32. That put him the third highest 5'8 overall. Now listen, there was a there was a point last year where Luai was the highest ranking bloke on Supercoach. Absolutely flopped at the end of the season. Started really on fire. Um, people that picked him up in the second, third round last year and a bit of a punt. Uh, yeah, you were onto something, but everything kind of came crashing down. But... I'm hearing a bit of chatter. I'm being my opinions turning on the bloke. I was a bit angry with him. I did hold him last year longer than I should have. Next man, who I have ranked at 39, people are saying he is responsible for the downturn of Luai, that this man's improvement on his own game took away from Luai's game. That's Matt Burton, number 39 at the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs this year. Shades of Flano. Um, listen, throwing shit at a wall, see what sticks if you're taking Matt Burton here. I, I can't advise against it, obviously. He's 39 on my list. Above Luai, bit of, bit, bit of cheek, obviously, but if it turns off, it turns off. Um, 39 at Matt Burton, don't really have much else to say. Shades of Flano if it goes badly, but if it goes all well, you got yourself a nice little steal and a guy in a headgear, can't go wrong. 38, Connor Watson going down to Bondi. This guy will be dual this year, he's hooker in the second row. He loses that 5-8 eligibility. But, you know, I, li- I like him there. If you're talking classic, he's in my classic side right now. I'm starting with him in hooker. Nice, tasty price at 515. But sorry, boys, I know this is a draft podcast. Um, I like him. I think he off the bench last year, averaging almost 60, 59. He's close enough right off the bench at Newcastle. So I just assume that if he's coming off the bench down there at Bondi, I mean, <laughs> sky's the limit, right? Instead of passing to the likes that he was at Newcastle, he's got Kiri there at his disposal. Uh, Teddy, Manu, too. I don't need to tell you who's on the Roosters' side. I just think that that could be a huge pickup, um, especially when guys are taking blokes like Reed Marnie, for instance. I think he can challenge Reed Marnie this year. That's a bit of a hot take, but for the value you can get him, uh, I think he's worth it for sure. Uh, 37, Adam Dewey. Now, if you're going to be holding Adam Dewey, yeah, it's a tough one. I, I, 
His upside is just so crazy. I kept on trying to put him under guys like Connor Watson and Matt Burton and Luai because of that injury. I just can't bring myself to do it. And that's even with there's a few question marks there with Hastings coming in. Is Dewey going to kick when he comes back? There's question marks there, but I just think he was so electric last year. Even in the centers, he was great. Um, I, I think I will be holding him if, if, if a situation arises. I, and I wouldn't feel bad about holding Adam Dewey. Number 36, Will Kennedy. Now, <laughs> I know, hold, hold for gasps on that on that one. Now, funnily enough, with Will Kennedy, I do a bit of a matrix every offseason. It brings in a bunch of stats. Uh, adds them up, takes stuff away. You know, we're talking dual eligibility, strength of schedule. Um, I get their points per game, add that to their points over 60. So if you get a 120 score, that's good. Blah, 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 blah. Funnily enough, I have Will Kennedy, like, th- and that, for example, is not a great way of looking at stats as numbers aren't everything. You got to go with your gut feeling. You got to go with the news that you see. You got to be a bit of a sponge in this game. But Will Kennedy, I have him sitting at number 37 in that list when that's just going purely off points. That's a name that you don't really, there's not really a lot of sexiness attached to it. But Will Kennedy last year, <laughs> he did great, in my opinion. And the thing with Will is he's got longevity in him. He's one of the only fullbacks last year. If you think back to your fullback last year, was he there the whole year? How injured was he? Because Will Kennedy was there damn near every bloody game. And he was getting that uh, 67% over 60 and a 65 points per game. Hey, he's not he's not Pappenhausen. He's not uh, James Tedesco. But as a tidy pickup in the third round when the fullbacks are gone, you could do a lot worse. Same with this guy right after him, Matt Dufty. Okay, I have a bit of a stiffy for these uh, low qual, not sorry, high value, <laughs> not low quality, high value fullbacks. M- Matt Dufty again moving to the Bulldogs. So people say about moving teams, he went from one shit show to arguably another shit show. So Dufty again, sixty over sixty, and he had sixty eight points per game. And he does need those line breaks, and he does need uh, attacking stats in his game. Not a high base player, but when he gets them. He's electric. You've seen Matt Dufty run through a hole. You can't stop him. Uh, hopefully running off Burton if everything clicks there. And the doggies get it together. You know, Pangai Jr. with those offloads, one of the best in the league with Matt Dufty there in support play. Hey, it could be dangerous. Number 34, Toby Sexton. I love this kid. Little tackling machine. Halfback. There's not a lot of halfbacks this year. I don't have a lot to say about Toby. He will be goal kicking for the Gold Coast. The Gold Coast could go either way at this point. It could click with him and Brimo. It could go to shit. I think he's worth a punt at 34. I think his upside is there. People will shit down my throat for that. People hate Toby Sexton at this point. We didn't see enough of him play last year. But if you go back and look at his tackling stats and his base stats in Q Cup last year, he's been doing this. And I've been asked the question, maybe people are just running at him. Watch Toby Sexton. He gets in and amongst it. That's that's what you want your halfback to do. Someone like Mitch Moses, who isn't in my top 40, I love watching Mitch Moses play. He can give me egg on my face every other week, but he just does not get involved like Toby Sexton will. Don't clip that. Don't play it to him at the end of the year, but I'm just saying I rate Toby this year. Uh, A fall from grace here, my boy Jason Tamalolo. Average draft position last year, 9. The Dons draft ranking this year, 33. And some people will be screaming at their phone right now, that is too high. Last year in second rows, Lolo was the second overall. 
What's there to say about Lolo? He had an off year last year, broke both his bloody hands, lost Morgan, new coach, new position, bah, 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 bah. Go watch a Lolo highlight package and tell me you don't want to take him in round four. You can't do it. When this bloke's on, he is on. There is news out here out of, out of North Queensland about vaccinations and they'll rip up the contract. I am not worried about that at all at this stage. It was a warning. We'll see what happens. Obviously, it is January. We'll see what happens down the track. I think Lolo at 33, if he hits those Lolo scores from Lolo year past, come on, bro. That That's that's ridiculous. Um, number 32, just above Lolo, Torhu Harris. Now, shh on Torhu because I actually think that you could get this bloke just a little bit later if you wanted to. He will be out for an extended period. Same like Adam. You'll have to hold him. Torhu Harris, though, had him in my team last year and the year before. He is a solid, solid man. I love Torhu Harris. If you've only got two second row positions, you could do a lot worse than having one of them being Torhu Harris. And if you have three, you can build around it. Torhu is a base gun. I love Torhu Harris. Now, number 31. Katoni Staggs. This bloke could be anything. Injuries have put a bit of a damper on his career as of late. Uh, last two years, he hasn't even got a full season's worth of games together. Um, but playing on that right edge outside of Selwyn Cobbo, outside of Adam Reynolds, this might be what we've been waiting for. I mean, when Staggs is on, he is on. We all know the highlight of him with the big fend at Suncorp. Um, when Staggs is on, he's on. He's unstoppable. Dare say best center in the game when he wants to be. Uh, yeah, Katoni Staggs at 31, not much else to say. Number 30, Joshy Schuster. What do you want me to say about Josh Schuster that no one else has or hasn't already said already? Joshy Schuster, dual position this year. Um, his hands are ridiculous. Throwing the no-look passes. It, at Manly, he's coming in, knows exactly what he'll be doing this year. Ball playing, second row. Get him in. Joshy Schuster, I like him a lot. 29, IPAP or as he is being referred to lately, I trap. That's Isaiah Papali'i, for those at home that don't know what I'm talking about. Last year, average draft ranking of 179th, and that has got to be from when blokes started drafting after the season started. This bloke was off waivers last year for a lot of people. Just absolutely exploded. 70% of the time scoring over 60 points per minute of 1.17, base per minute of 0.8, uh, this guy's just a bit of a freak. 78 points per game, but the talk out of the Eels this year, new position, a shades of low, low, right? Uh, if he doesn't get the minutes that he needs out there at Parramatta, I don't think he's worth your time. Um, but if you can sneak him in the third round, where, where his average is asking for you to pick him in the first or second, um, I can see it. Listen, I've got him there on merit. And he should be there. I just don't know if I'm taking him there. But um, I, I couldn't advise against it. Okay. Sam Walker at 28. Some people might say too low. A lot of people are going to say too goddamn high. Put on some weight this offseason. Sam Walker. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and talk about Sam Walker. Uh, this guy's been spoken about since the cows come home. Uh, apparently, he's the next Darren Lockyer. <laughs> he might be a mix of every immortal that's ever played. Uh, Sammy Walker. Love the kid. 28. You can do a lot worse at halfback. Don't say Toby Sexton. <laughs> but you could do a lot worse there. Sam Walker at the Roosters this year with Kiri back in the... In, in there. Back in the fray. Yeah, I mean, I like it. Sophomore year for Toby Sexton. I don't think it's going to be second-year syndrome whatsoever. But here's a kid uh, I like just a touch more, just one place more. That's Reese Walsh. Could kick goals this year at the Warriors. The Warriors could be anything this year. The Warriors could be anything 
every year. But Reese Walsh uh, has come out yesterday, said that he's learned his lesson, said that he was getting a little bit too arrogant, and he's ready to just put his head on and play some footy. I like it. I want him locked in. I want him just tearing shit up for the Kiwis this year. That that team has been absolutely bolstered. Um, and you know what? They've got some New Zealand some New Zealanders in there now. Um, some Kiwis are in there. Uh, you've got Dallin Wattini's Lesniak coming in. Um, obviously, AFB is there. He stays fit. He's elite. He, 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 he's pushing in this top 40, to be fair. AFB, you know, down the line, I might <laughs> he might find his way in here for someone like a uh, like an iPad. But, um, yeah, Reese Walsh, I like him. This guy at 26, Ryan Madison. Contract year, enough said. This guy last year, average draft position of 10, which put him as the third highest ranking second row. A 60 over 60, 56 points per minute, 0.94. And, uh, I mean, this guy was just elite last year. Okay, I'm holding, I'm holding, I'm holding. Of course he was an elite last year. But when he's playing full games, his scores go up dramatically. And I think this year, him coming back into the fray, playing full games, he had issues with head knocks, massive issues last year. But I think that um, I think that he can get his shit back together. And I think that his averages last year will allow you to pick him up at 26th. And I think that you'll be very happy with him. Contract year, like I say, he's going to be playing to get that big contract. Um, and I think the Eels are... Almost doing a bit of try before you buy action with him, to be honest. So he will be on display this year. I think I think Maddo goes big. And I think at 26, you can do a lot worse. Number 25, Reed Marnie. I love Reed Marnie. I was at a Suncorp last year, game one. Uh, Broncos versus the Eels. And obviously, I knew who Reed Marnie was. I, I always thought that he was just a, a tough little nugget. Uh, put his head in places I wouldn't put my foot. But just watching him... Round one last year, just kind of bossing shit. Just he was in everything, and I think it might be the the white headgear when you're at the game and you're half pissed, and you just see that white headgear running around the field. But he really was in everything. I love Reed Marnie. Um, before he went down, arguably the best hooker in Supercoach. If you want to put your feelings over facts, I mean, he had a lot of lot of try assists last year. People are telling me he won't be able to do that again. If the Eels are any chance, they're going to need him to. Um, but hang on, hang on, number 24, another Parramatta Eel, Gutho, I mean, these three, right, if these three get it together, Gutho, Marnie, and Maddo, the Eels could do well, at least for the first 12 rounds, as they promised their fans that they'll do, um, everyone knows when you sign up for an Eels membership, they, they make you that promise, we will commit to you for the first 12 rounds, because after the first 12 rounds, you're allowed to cancel your membership, uh, <laughs> Well, at least that's what I figure is going on in Parramatta uh, before everything falls off a cliff. But yeah, I like Gutho at 24. He's a guy that I pick up to trade, you know? You do that Gutho flip. He's he's a great guy. Got, got, got good scores about him. Obviously, guys, I will go deeper into scores as we get on. This is just your quick hit top 40, right? Um, sorry if it feels a, bit, a little bit blase. I'm not going as in-depth as possible. I, I have to get 40 guys out. I will do a, a thorough breakdown of... Uh, each of these 10 blocks probably closer to the season, but we're spitballing here, and I'm putting Gutho at 24. Uh, number 23, Nico Hines. Uh, I saw the weekly rubdown boys had him up at 11. Um, I can't do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, if he had those scores at fullback, he won't have those scores at halfback, but he will still have good scores. I think everything will go through Nico this year, obviously, but everything kind of goes through guys like Mitchie Moses and Adam Reynolds and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Uh, Nico Hines, yeah, he won't be as good as he was last year, but I, I I, wouldn't feel comfortable telling you that you can't draft him outside of the top 25. I think he earned that spot last year, and I think if you are comfortable enough to take the punt, you should take the punt on Nico Hines. Uh, number 22, this is a fall from grace. 
Kalen Ponga. Last year, average draft position of three. That was the second overall fullback. But what was his scores? His 60% over six. Sorry, so his, his scores over 60 last year, 50%. PPM of 0.94, and his points per game was just 68. And trust me, it was inflated. Um, inflated by some big scores. Kalen put out some stinkers last year. I know that you know that. We all know that. It might be a bit rude putting him at 22. I honestly believe this year at the Newcastle Knights, with Jaden Braley now being down as well, if you didn't know that, uh, follow the page, turn notifications on, what are you doing? But um, Jaden Braley being out for the season, the Knights, it just becomes more of a mess. Ponga is there because Ponga can be anything. He's there at 22 because he could literally be anything. But um, he should goal kick uh, if Mitch Barnett doesn't do it. But um, yeah, guys, I, I I dare say he averages 55 this year. I know, I know. But um, that, that makes him cheap value for when he goes and saves the Dolphins the year after. Right? Number 21, Cameron McInnes. Now, in the start of the offseason... I had Cameron McInnes ranked 6th, 7th maybe, high, very, very high. And just every day, he just drops a little bit further down, just drops a little bit further down because the doubts are starting to seep in with me. I mean, when this guy <laughs> this guy scores <laughs> from 2020, scores over 60 at 83% of the time, check. Points per game, 76, obviously. And... Uh, you know, he is just a freak. He had a, a PPM of 0.93, but that's where the problem lies, okay? So, he played 80 minutes, and he had a PPM of 0.93, and he averages 76. You get what I'm saying? He doesn't go big. He doesn't go big. So, if Blake Braley decides, or he doesn't get to decide, but obviously if the Sharks decide, hey, we've got this young kid, Blake Braley, he's going to play hooker. Okay, now McInnes is just playing lock. I don't think he gets the same scores at Locke. But let's say he shifts it with Blake Braley, but he has a spell. You see what I'm saying here? If his minutes go down, his scores are going down. He's not the type of guy that will achieve more doing less like a Harry Grant can do. And because he doesn't have that go-go-go attitude in his gameplay, he's, he wins wars of attrition. So McInnes is there, again, by merit. It's a shifty one to take. It's a shifty one to take. But hey, now we're at the top 20 and it's getting fun. You made it through 20 minutes of dribble about players you don't care about. Now let's let's get into the good stuff. Your top two rounds. Cheese. I know, I know. McKinnis on the cheese. I know, I know, I know. I think cheese at uh, in, the, in, the, in the pack this year with Nelson going away. If Cheese gets 80, it's over. I mean, I mean, yes, he won't be playing out of hooker and a lot of his tries came from those little scoots and he did get a lot of attacking uh, stats last year. I think he had something like 11 tries. Don't, don't quote me on that. Um, again, boys, January. We'll, we'll get more in depth as we go along. But Cheese, uh, cheese, at, cheese at 20. Uh, so we'll talk about this guy for a little bit. TPJ. Pangai Jr. Last year, he had an ADP of 20. So, And this year, I've got him predicted at 19. Last year, he was the second uh, front row forward taken off the bench, and he was the fifth second row forward taken. Sorry, off the bench, off the off the board. And he was the fifth second row forward taken off the board. Uh, dual position, offload like a king. I don't want to hear about new club for TPJ because he went down to Penrith and he fit right in. Um, yeah, I'm hot on TPJ. In fact, I'm taking him above Haas, but I can't do that because they'll yell at me till the cows come home and that's who I have at 18. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry Payne Haas is at 18. I know that everyone wants him at 12 or 13. I just don't care. I just don't care about Payne Haas. I'm I'm sorry that you're cringing. I just don't care. Front row's front row. I know that there's outliers and blah, 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 blah. blah. Payne Haas is Payne Haas because if Payne Haas has a good game, he hits those scores. But if Payne Haas has a bad... Like, okay, Payne Haas doesn't have bad games, I hear but I just... I'll let someone else take Payne Haas. He just doesn't excite me. Can't go big. And I think in your first two rounds, base there is just not as smart as ceiling in your first two rounds. And that's just how I feel anyway. So I have Cam Murray above him. <laughs> Cam Murray has a good base, but he can go big. And running off cookie this year, with Reynolds gone, Murray's going to have to step up. He's the skipper now. Um, I, I expect a lot from Murray. He was he was holding an injury all last year. He should be good now. Yeah, I like Cam Murray going into next year. And number 16, partner in crime, Damian Cook. A lot of people want him under Cheese, want him under Marnie. It's not going to happen. Cook's been too good for too long. And last year, he was good. He just started slow, and everyone hated the fact that he wasn't the guy that they thought he was going to be when they drafted him at like 6th overall or 7th overall. And he's not the guy that was worth the money on Classic. But if you watch Cookie play football last year, he was Cookie. A little bit, little bit slower off the mark. Not, not, not beach sprinting. Blah 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 blah. Cringe. But um, not as, not as quick off the mark. Not as out of the gates as he normally is. People are saying it's the new rules. I think Cookie bounces back, and he's number two uh, hooker for me this year. Uh, number fifteen, Luke Keary. This guy's jumped up draft boards dramatically, and he did not play a lot of footy last year. So last year his ADP was forty six. This year I got him in at fifteen. So that that ADP put him as the sixth halfback taken off the board and the seventh five eight. He is dual. And that is very handy. I just think he'll be bossing it this year at the Roosters. I think the Roosters win the grand final. If not, they'll be in that match. If he stays healthy, Luke Luke Kerry at 15, you could do a lot worse than Luke there. If you're a guy that needs to fill your spine, I think that's why he's there. For guys like that that need to fill their spine, I think Kerry's good there. Number 14's got to be Jerome Hughes. I think he takes another step up on what he did last year. 73% of the time scoring over 60, and his points per game was 73 also. Halfback only, but I think he's earned that spot at 14. I, th- I think he's really one of the most comfortable guys you can have there, other than Nathan Cleary. In fact, I do have him as the third most comfortable guy you could have there. I He's just a solid pick. He can score a try, he can break a line, and he's just, he's just a solid pick there at 14. Number 13, Angus Crichton. This bloke has a horrible judiciary record, but he's near and dear to my heart. Okay, 72% of the time scoring over 60 last year, had points per game of 75. I love Gus here. I mean, Gus is a Gus can score a try, and you know what? He can set one up too. He, um, at the Roosters this year, again, I'm going, buying Roosters and buying plenty of them. Um, I, I think he could be anything. I think he's a premium, premium second row pick. Uh, number 12, Ruben Garrick. I put out a video on Ruben Garrick on Friday last week. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. I, I, I dive into it a bit in a reel on uh, Instagram. And don't worry, we'll be having a Garrick to debate more and more as the season gets closer. I got him here. I got him at 12. People will hate that. Purists do not like center wings anywhere near this close to the first round. You're going to hate where I put Toto then. But I think uh, Garrick there with the goal kicking. Here, I'll say this. If your opinion of Garrick is that without Turbo, he's nothing then you're telling me that you're worried Turbo goes down. So I say to you, why is Turbo now still your first overall pick on the board? If there's such a big air about him that if he goes down, why is he number one pick off the board in like 99% of leagues? If Turbo's going number one in your league because you have faith he can win you your league, then you should have faith that Garrick and DCE are going to be able to run off the back of him. I don't understand this nonsense that you're picking Turbo at one 
but you're not taking Garrick in case Turbo goes down. Like, make it make sense, people. All right, number 11, Cam Munster. He does what he needs to do. Just outside of the first round for me. Just outside of the first round. Um, but Cam's a man, you know. He gets you that 70 points every game. He can go big. Doesn't do it often. I think he tunned up twice last year. People are shouting about Dally M this year now that he's off the piss and off the punt. I'll see it when I believe it. I think Cam, I think Mad Dog is just going to be that guy, that, that consistent player for the Melbourne Storm. He He's a strong, consistent player that plays in a strong, consistent team. I mean, it is what it is. He's not going to blow any, any barn doors off, that's for sure, in my opinion. And it's my podcast, so that's my opinion. <laughs> Number 10, Brian Toto. And I know, I know, I know, but you said, but you said you can't split Toto and Gary, so why is Munster in the middle? I'm going to change my mind on this more times than I change underpants leading up to the season. Who's better for my team? Is it Toto? Is it Garrick? Is it Toto? Is it Garrick? Toto's base. Garrick's goal kicking. Toto can score a try really well. He can bust over five blokes when he does it. Most of the time when Toto scores, I swear the bloke scores a 30 for a try because of how many blokes he barges through. I mean, Toto, I don't want to sit here and, and explain to you why Brian Toto is a first-round pick. You know, he's scoring over 60 78% of the time. And, and when I say that, it kind of rolls off your back a little bit. But to put that into perspective and make it sound a little bit less like white noise, that means he only scores under 60 22% of the time. As in, it doesn't happen, man. It just doesn't happen. Like they say, he is a bloody prop that plays out on the wing and scores tries. I like him a lot this year. I like him a bloody lot. The only thing that's making my hair stand up on the back of my neck a bit is that Stephen Crichton likes to hold the ball a bit longer than maybe he should sometimes, and I don't know if uh, I don't know if Luai's going to be doing too many cutouts. How do you cut out? Uh, <laughs> how do you cut out Stephen Crichton? Don't ask Cody Walker how it's done. But uh, <laughs> all right, uh, number nine, Daily Cherry Evans. Boring. I know. I know. I know. Chairs is boring. I know. Um, but he did the job. I mean, before last year, his average was like 60 every year, bloody on and on and on. Last year, he got that up to 80. Um, so even if he goes back down, let's say he goes back down to 70, still a great halfback option in a world where there's not a lot of them. And again, the same argument that I have with Garrick, why pick Turbo at one if DCE isn't going to be running off the back of him all season? I so, you know what, if, some, if if Turbo goes one in your league, you might as well take DC or Garrick, because that means you're going to go down as well, you know? Have three teams out of your league suffer together. <laughs> but even without uh, Turbo, DC is a solid option, he's fine. Um, he, he's a first rounder without Turbo there, so with Turbo there, yeah, get him in. Number eight, now we're, get, now we're getting a little bit spicy, now, now you're going to be start, starting in your head, what's he doing here, if he took him here, then that must mean, yeah, it's Dave Fafita at number 8, last year had an ADP of 28, that means he was the ninth second row forward taken off the board, egg on faces, 60 points a game, does that over 81% of the time. Don't make me do the math again. Taking it off 100, you can do that at home. And that's at 85 points per game. I mean, second row forward, this guy is the type of guy that when he's on the field and you don't have him on your team, you close your eyes. You don't want to watch because he can just pull 50 points out of his ass. 
Tackle break, tackle break, tackle break. And now he's broken the line. Oh, my God, now he's scoring a try. Oh, no, he didn't score. Oh, there's an effective offload that's also a try assist. This guy just has it all. He, he's like a combination of every great player, just all mixed up into one. I love Dave Fafita. Uh, the try that he scored against the Cowboys, opening night at the brand-new stadium in 2020, will always be in my mind. Burnt, burnt into my soul, broke my heart, but how could you not stand up and applaud it? Dave Fafita at number eight. Way worse choices getting taken in leagues. If you're number eight and you get Dave Fafita, I'll be licking your lips. You, you've you done well, son. Number seven, Cody Walker. Best 5'8 in the world. Don't want to talk about it. He just is. He scores over 60 points 77% of the time. Points per game last year, 84. 33 try assists for the bloke last year. I mean, I think he had 15 forced dropouts as well. That's more than Reynolds did. Uh, done a whole video on why I, I rate Walker. Still this year, even without Rennie there, I think Walker steps up. I think he'll be playing off Latrell, and Latrell will be playing off him. I just think it'll be amazing. I th- if Lockie Ilias uh, does does a job next to him, or whoever ends up playing seven next to Walker just gets the ball in that bloke's hands, I- I'm sorry. People can talk about, oh, but on the big stage, oh, but on the big stage, he's not the guy, he's not the guy. Well, uh, my Supercoach team doesn't play on State of Origin nights, and they sure as fuck don't play on Grand Final night. Um... I just need him to be solid from rounds 1 to 24, 25 if you're in a shitty league. Um, Cody Walker will do that for you. Does he have the base of, sorry, the floor of Cam Munster? God, no. 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 Sometimes Cody will be on 11 points at halftime. But trust me, he can turn it on and he can turn it on hard. Cody, before the record was broken by Cleary at Magic Round last year, it was held by Cody Walker, the scoring record. I love Cody Walker, and I have have no secrets about that. I'll, I'll shout his name till the cows come home. But if he's number seven, I think you know who's number six. It's Latrell Mitchell, goal-kicking this year for South. I know I'm putting a bit of stock into South players after losing Gay Guy, after losing Bennett, after losing Reynolds. They say fool's gold is when you buy something when it's at its all-time high. Call me a goddamn fool. I'm, I'm taking Latrell Mitchell. Last year, what he did without goal-kicking... Well, I got it in front of me. I might as well tell you, right? That's why you're here. Uh, scored over 60, 82% of the time. Points per game, 82 as well. Now, listen, he had a better tackle percent rate than James Tedesco, than Tom Travojevic. So you add goals into this bloke's game, and oh, oh, you can add in a few games that he'll be suspended. I don't want to hear that crap. I don't draft my players thinking they'll get suspended. I draft Latrell Mitchell at six because... He might just be the best fullback coming into 2023. After this year's done, after 22's done, coming into 2023, we might be all saying, who's going first? Is it Latrell or Turbo? I'm, I'm, I know you're cringing, but that's my hot take. I, th- I think Latrell just takes that extra step this year. I think missing the grand final means more to him than he's putting on. I think he knows that if he's in that grand final, we might have a different champion right now. So I think, I think Latrell Mitchell... At number six, has a lot to prove, and you could do a lot worse. Now we're getting into the good stuff. And it kind of predicts itself here, doesn't it, guys? Number five, Harry Grant. Best hooker in the world, right? Best hooker in the game of Supercoach as well. Last year, uh, out of his 13 games, he scored over 95 four times. That's once every kind of three games for the quick math in my head. I love Harry Grant. I think at number five, he's a great option in a world where there is no hookers. You might be the guy with... The only hooker that's going to be a solid pickup every single week. You know what Harry Grant's going to give you. I don't like not mentioning his injuries, even though I just said I don't pick players with the air that they'll get injured. But 
I don't think it's a massive deal. You've got to mention it, that he has had a bit of time off here and there, but I, I think he's got it under control. Uh, it was different hammies. <laughs> Work for Turbo. Um, I, I think they've got a good medical staff down there in Melbourne. I think Harry Grant at number five is where you've got to go. This, this, this next one's going to ruffle some feathers, and I think because I've said that, you know who's going number four. James. It's James Tedesco, all the way down from number one to number four. Last year, if you didn't take Teddy at number one, you were crazy. Um, and he was good last year. He was great last year. He was Teddy last year. Um, there was a little bit of a... He showed he was human, a little bit, but he was still scoring ridiculous. He, he's still, if he wants to be, the best fullback in the world. 87 points per game still. Points per minute, 1.12. And he scored over 60, 65% of the time. Now, that is a downtick on the years before, obviously. Um, but half the Roosters were in bloody Bondi Hospital for most of the year. So if he gets a full side around him, it's scary. It's scary watching him with the ball. He's another one like Fafida, where every time he touches the ball, he just gets out of a tackle, gets out of a tackle, gets out of a tackle, keeps on ticking over points. And um, Teddy at four, yeah, that's um, that's very tasty. If uh, If the guy... In your league, like me, takes Pappy at three, like I'm, I'm suggesting you do. Yeah, get ready, get ready for a good season with Teddy there, because yes, I am taking Ryan Pappenhausen third overall. We didn't see what what Pappy could do last year. We it was stolen from us. Pappy had a lot more to offer last year, and the head knock stole it from us. I was there at Magic Round. My God, uh, his head, his real head might still be in orbit. I tell you, um, but Ryan Pappenhausen. Injury mad last year, but five tries in a half a footy, in a half of a half a footy, that's what he is, that's what he can do, any goal kicks, again, I might be leaning on this goal kicking, but man, when you're playing for teams like the Storm, and you're getting those points every week, you got to add it in there, it matters, and yes, Teddy might be, if I'm picking a state of origin side, I take Teddy over Pappy. But I'm picking a bloody super coach side here. And Pappenhausen with his goal kicking and just the way he moves with the ball, man. He the way he hits holes, he Dufty's a B Tech Pappy, so what's Pappy if you compare him to Dufty? He's like the Rolls Royce Matt Dufty, the way he hits a hole, the way he can play the ball. He did a lot of off-season training in 2020. Well, not off-season lockdown training with Billy Slater, and you can tell that Billy Slater has kind of given him that ball playing edge to his game. Because it used to be you just knew Pappy was gonna take a step and try and get around you, but now. Players don't know if they're gonna if he's gonna break the line or he's gonna put someone through the line. And boy, does he have some players he can put through the line. Like look at look at this this top top two rounds. It's just been littered with storm players that are gonna be hanging off, hanging off Pappy, asking to get put through. And then you got Xavier Coates and Remus Smith. Oh my goodness, they're not the greatest uh, in the world, but they're coming into their own. And I think it could be scary. I think it could be scary there at the storm. And I I take Pappy at three, number one or two. Not really much to talk about, is there? Nathan Cleary and Tommy Turbo. I think this is my hot take, right? If you're in a league where you can trade out of one, I did it, okay? I did trade out of one. Now, I know I've been saying all night, I don't think Turbo goes down, and I don't think he goes down. If you have the number one draft pick and you know you're forced to take Turbo, it's a little bit of pressure, right? Because if you don't take Turbo, and he does what he did last year, you look like the biggest idiot in the world. But if you take Turbo and he does go down, you look like just as big of an idiot, right? So I think what I'm doing, if I've got first overall pick, in fact, I did do it in one of my leagues, 
is I traded that pick for seconds and thirds. So I still have a pick in the first, but I've, I've traded down and grabbed seconds and thirds for that turbo pick. I'm telling you guys, turbo is worth his weight in gold right now. So if you can sell turbo as the number one draft pick to someone, I'd be doing it. I know that's a bit rogue for a draft podcast to be saying you should trade away from the first overall pick. That's just how I kind of approach the game. Um, I always look at what else I can be getting. And look at the list of names that we've just gone through, those 40 blokes. If you can trade that one turbo pick, if he does regress like we say he will, obviously there'll be some form of regression. I, I can't see how he can average 130, but he'd still be first overall pick, obviously. If he had a 110 average, I think you still take turbo. But let's say he regresses. When you could have picked up two or three extra guys in the first 50 players, hey, it's something to think about, isn't it? <laughs> And I know I didn't talk about Nathan Cleary, but what do you want me to say about the best halfback in the world? All right, guys. Thanks for listening. I know we've been a little bit all over the place today. Um, And don't be sitting there thinking, oh, this guy doesn't get into stats enough. I want to listen to someone that gets into stats. We're getting into stats. It's coming. I wanted to give you my top 40, and I wanted to do it within 40 minutes. Didn't want to waste your time. Wanted a short one for your Tuesday. Um, Don't worry, guys. We're getting into it. Uh, Do me a massive favor. Turn notifications on on Instagram. We're posting there. We're posting there, and we're posting good stuff. Really good stuff. Um, Again, I'm saying we. It's just me, guys. The Don. Tom. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, but like I say, turn on notifications on Instagram. Give us a follow if you haven't already, if you stumbled across us. Uh, Go check us out on Facebook, Twitter, everything that everybody says at the end of these. And, uh, yeah, guys, like I say, thanks thanks for listening to this all the way through. Now, go flame me in the Instagram comments and go give me a DM and tell me how stupid I am. I'd love to read it and talk to you about it. All right. Thanks, guys.